Cool. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Special episode here. I've got Adi from Gate 7 and the all-famous Coots from Twitter. How you guys doing? How's it going, boys? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, this is my first ever podcast, and I'm actually thrilled and, and very excited. Thank you very much. We're very excited. Coots, you're always the the book of knowledge for Greek Twitter and Greek football Twitter. And it's, it's awesome. I always like interacting with you and Chuck and everyone, but I've always been talking with the guys trying to get just uh, like a guest for, I don't know, once a month. And I think I reached out to Chuck a couple of times. His schedule is hard, but it's, it's great to be able to put a face and name and actually get to talk with you guys outside of just, uh, just Twitter. But uh, let's get into it. I know my biggest thing was we got the release of the ethnic squad, and I guess there's a lot to dissect. I saw it at first. I was like, okay, okay. And then I started diving a little deeper, who's there, who's not there. And then I started having the second guess uh, as well, who isn't there again. And I don't know if I like it as much as I did when I first saw it. Uh, Adi, let's start with you. Let's start with the defense, I guess, because goalkeeping, pretty obvious. Yeah, we could probably say maybe a couple second or third string guys, but realistically, unless something happens to Vlako Dimos, kind of an irrelevant position, unfortunately. Unless you guys have anything other to say, if you guys think Vlako Dimos shouldn't be the bona fide starter. No, he's, he's got to be the starter. My, my one gripe about the goalkeepers is like, okay, maybe... You know, I think Tolakis maybe could have been thrown in there, but I'm not going to be, you know, too upset about that. The defense, (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, I feel like I just beat a dead horse because obviously there's two individuals that I still think should be included, but clearly JVS has no plans on ever including them. He lies about it all the time, says the door's open, but we know it's not. So there's only so much I can say because there's only so much else that's available for that position. I'm just happy I don't see Zvarnas in there, no Stafilidis. I'm perfectly content with that. Did so he get to, to his squad, by the way? Did Stafilidis? I heard he signed for someone else pretty recently, didn't he? He did, yeah. I haven't. He still hasn't really touched the ball, so we're just not even going to mess that's with that. All right. I am a little concerned. Like Left back is... Ugh, it, we we have so much depth at left back and you like we still have people that weren't called up that are still available at that position but then right back it's you know Adruzos I love the kid he's talented he's not a real right back though uh for some of the smaller teams we play against it's going to be great but what else at right back did we call up Saliakas. We did it you know what i mean Saliakas, that's it and he hasn't touched a ball you guys realize since june yeah it's kind of like the Svadnas type selection we got last time, or the I think who is the other guy? I I think Saliakas may have played in one of these uh, exhibition matches that they just had on. I think he played. Okay, um, so we'll give him one game. Just to go. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I, if if I think if scout's correct, it was like twenty five minutes. So at least it's not Bakaki. To go back to the goalkeepers, yeah. To go back to the goalkeepers really quick, I was shocked that Jolakis was not the third goalkeeper. Shocked. Me too. Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out where Pascalakis comes in, honestly. Uh, just in general. I don't get it with Pauk. I don't get it with Ethniki. I don't, I don't get it at all. Not that it matters because he's probably never going to touch. If anything happens to Vlako Dimos, we know this is going to be picked next because he's starting in friendlies anyways. So maybe he's just there to say he got picked, but it's, I don't know. But yeah, back back to what you said, Adi. I don't, the right side as a whole, and we'll dive more into this as we get to the midfield and the winger, has is is just a problem as a whole for Ethniki. And I, I don't get it. I uh, Gav actually, funnily enough, um, mentioned, and I've known it for a while, but I just kind of back in my mind because uh, Dortmund were linked with uh, Valentino Lazaro. Don't know if you guys know him from Austria, but he's uh, – I got to double check. I think it's his father is actually Greek and his mother is Angolan or vice versa. 
but he's born in Austria, so that's why he plays there. But he is Greek by descent, so he would be eligible. So don't know why he would pick Greece over Austria, honestly, but I wouldn't. <laughs> to that, yeah, Austria has a good run, but uh, if that were ever a case, kind of like the whole Baldock situation, that's kind of was a drop in the water. We keep hearing yeah. hints here and there, but nothing ever comes of it. Who, like you said, Adi, who else do we really have? Uh, who's that kid Barnes just signed though? Godzidas. There you Godzidas. go. Yeah, I know we but, talked about it earlier today in the group chat. Definitely deserving yeah. of a call up, no matter what. Godzidas, it's just good right for depth, back. even if he doesn't play. Yeah, and he, he gets shafted. Still... He's been shafted the last couple of call ups. I don't understand why. Like, what is the, what did the kid do to JVS? Like, I always every time it comes to these snubs, I want or gets you. Do you guys? Everybody seems to have forgotten Stelios gets you and he's he's not a bad player he's a solid right back the touch volume is there it's what you want to see his crossing volume okay maybe it's a little bit low but the defensive capability is there too why did we never see a call up for for him you know what I mean but you see guys getting call ups for you know I don't want to say that they're not as good but like some of them have barely played you know some that's of that's us I, <laughs> what's up with that again well, you could say the same about Kiriakos Papadopoulos. Technically, Retos has played more than Kiriakos Papadopoulos has in the last three months. That's true. That's true. And the only thing I'll say with K-Pap is because he was selected last time, like we talked about, well, it's merit. Why. Yeah, He did okay. He did well. He did his job. He didn't do bad, but it's still more of if these are friendlies, you got to see what's out there that's actually playing and informed rather than just based on what veteran experience. What I get it. We need a leader, but of course, that's what we've put in Tzavelas and Bacasetas, that's a different subject. But you have too many voices back there, too many egos, and it becomes a problem. Yeah. And we've well, seen it's, it. It's one friendly and two quals, right? That's that's the that's what the call-ups are for because the friendlies on the first against Switzerland. Then we have Kosovo on the fifth, and then we have Sweden on the eighth. And that's, I mean, that's going to get me into a whole other set of issues that I know we'll dive into, but. Yeah. What what did you guys think of when Rota played at the right back? He gave him two starts. Um did we did he did we did he not see enough? Did we not see enough of him? Here's my thing with giving enough. I Whatever we see, I think is kind of irrelevant because we've noticed and known with JVS. We he pulls us in. It's like every time you pull me in. Friendlies, we do great he experiments with whether that's rotation that's tactics that's formation and it all looks good we're like okay we can work with this and then the next competitive match comes up and it literally goes back to what we saw in our losing or drawing ways where it's just boring there's no there's no life to the team and it's like what's the point of doing all that rotation and experimenting if you're not gonna really give it a chance in a competitive match i get it javius is playing for what we haven't lost any competitive matches or hadn't for a while but it's like that only takes you so far we're still not qualified for anything we're in a really tight spot now needing to qualify uh for what is it world cup like what is he getting at this point if i was him you know your ass is on the line you know qualifying is going to be really difficult. What do you have to lose to really just throw the boys out there and go with what you went with in the friendlies? You're getting four or five goals sometimes in friendlies. How would that change? In, of course, level of competition goes up significantly, but it's like, I, I guess I'm just trying to figure out where his head is at. What's the point in doing that when you're never going to actually use it in real life? Back to you, Kutz. I, I think Rota looked good, decent. Again, like we've said, there's not many options in this spot. So really your base level is what are we working with? Bakakis and whoever else he's thrown out there. There's your your base isn't really high to compete with in the first place. Would you ever I see I would, but I I don't know if a coach would. Would you ever entertain a plethora of left footed stars would you play a left-footed guy at right back well if we're, if we're talking we about simikas yes because he's kind of he's a little more 
both footed. I don't know if ambidextrous yeah. is with hands, but I don't know if that applies. He's not as he's not like really good with his right foot, but he's better than any other left footed player we have on the squad. Like if, just in general, Bacasetas, we don't know what he has. Yanulis, really left footed. Kiriakopoulos, he can play like a right center back or center back or left back. We've seen him in the midfield, but Savelas doesn't have a right foot. Like we do have quite a few left footed players, but I wouldn't mind Simikas. I know this has been beat to death and brought up so many times. We've talked about it. You guys have talked about it. Adi. Hellas Footy has talked about it. I just I just don't see it happening. I wouldn't mind it. It, it goes back to, I think it's going to go back to, and we'll talk about more tactics and strategy because it seems like JVS has the whole left side figured out. Yanulis, Simikas, Zolis, all those guys. We don't really need a midfielder really because the winger and the back overlap and they play more of a wing back role. Whereas he's the right side, he's trying to do it with Bakakis, whoever he puts there, but it doesn't translate the same because we've got guys like Bakakis and Masuras, Andruzos, Limios. Like the right side is literally just there. So we have 11 out there, but it's not effective whatsoever. So it's hard to say. Guys like Andruzos with the overlapping capability give him that. But then the concern is we've seen what Adruzos looks like playing as a fullback against better competition. And it doesn't look pretty. He gets well, and it's a it's like we forward. said, you gotta have one with the other. You can't have the overlap, yeah. but not the complementary player that'll cover his ass or that'll kind of complement him well, like we have the left side. That's what I'm saying. The right yeah. side is literally just well, I don't know, clusterfuck. It's just out there, it's just out ex- there. Exactly. There's, there's the, no purpose the to thing, it. The one thing I'll say that maybe that maybe gives us the or affords us the ability to do that have two overlapping wing backs that can get far forward is the fact that we only have sixes in the midfield and we always play with a double pivot that has two sixes so let's say we're not playing with galanopoulos or alexandropoulos to start right we're playing with two sixes like we do pretty much every game anyway you can have that flexibility to for one to sit back, which we always have one anyway, to cover for whichever wing back is going forward. In that case, it's a compliment. But so the problem with JVS is this type of the, the game script and the flow of the game and the flow of the tactics eludes him because when when you don't have certain amount of talents, you're supposed to make adjustments, but he's so stuck with this formation literally it's just that it's just a formation because there's no flow none of it makes sense and he just puts stuff out there without actually moving the pieces around and it's not just me that says this there i mean in in greece you've heard guys like sabrakos say stuff like this you've heard guys like themis gesadis talk about it stuff like he this is what he does He, he puts like square pegs in round holes you know what i mean or it's I, don't, I don't even think it's that deep. It's it's his squad selection too. He's just putting immobile guys out there. Like yeah, there's literally like three guys on the left hand side that move, and then the rest of the squad like Zavela sometimes get forward, but Bacasetas, if Fortunis isn't out there, like there's no presence in the midfield. We saw what Siopis did against Spain. Like it was a lifeline to the team. Yeah. Our center backs yep. don't move forward or we, we don't play from the back like we used to, which would help like with the Manolas or Socrates. But again, that's never happening. There's just, I get his idea, but like you said, kind of square pegs in circles in a sense that the guys you're picking just don't fit that mold. Yeah. And, and when, then when it, you... it deploying a guy like Yakumakis who had 20 something goals and you're just going to try to play long balls or crosses for a guy who's not, that's not really his game. Like, yeah, he's a, got a big body. He's strong. But that's not our game. If you're going to try to move the ball, you can't isolate the striker because now you're changing it. It's like counterproductive. You're going to try to move forward but not get move your guys forward. And then that leaves guys like Fortunis left to make magic. Zolis left on an island. How many times do we see Zolis? Or I know we beat down Limio so much because of his inability, but he gets stuck on an island, whether he's trying to go at Sergio Ramos or not. Like, yeah, he had maybe a guy he could have played. But these guys that they push forward, they get put into space, and then no one's moving with them. And then they're just left in no man's land. And the fluidity of JVS's system just 
falls apart. And that's where I think it it looks like it doesn't make sense. There's a disconnect because just the guys that are out there aren't used to playing that type of ball. And it's like, that's why we're all fed up and tied, tired of it. By now, if you haven't gotten your guys to commit to your system, you've lost the team. The, the inability, we don't have that that target man you, no. which which would help him tremendously which which adds to both your point Kosovo you know that and I agree with you guys he's got you know, to change but his stubbornness and his insisting to have one totally dominant side compared to the right side that's the that's the one thing I I I fault him for, is he is very stubborn with that, and that's just the Dutch mentality. I mean, we've seen it. I've seen yeah. it personally with coaches at Dortmund. We've seen it with coaches like Coleman and Barcelona. It took him a while to catch up, and Messi saved his ass. We've seen it in the Premier League, you know, we've seen it with the Dutch national team. They have been considered a powerhouse for the last how many decades? And they've been really underwhelming and mediocre for probably the last 10-ish years, maybe 15. I'm in my stretch. I don't know. Maybe I'm aging myself. I haven't paid attention of not compared to like the uh Robin and the uh you know Venistroyan days, stuff like that. That's when the Dutch were dominant, even Snyder, you know, back then, but nothing has happened with the Dutch league as a whole. They've fallen off a little bit, but that mentality of just Push, push, push until I get it to work or you lose your job. That's literally what happens with most Dutch coaches. When it comes to the point, man, though, I do put blame on JVS because we have a lot of nines that are doing really well for their clubs. Bavlivis is doing quite well. Funtas on fire again. And he was on fire last year for good chunks of it too. Yakumakis. But why is it we can never seem to get one to do it for the ethniki? Is it just because we have a curse on the Fanella? Is that is that why they can't produce? It could be because we've seen that curse with the nine from a national team standpoint for a while. But I also think our style's never been fit to cater to that type of play because we've never Maybe. been a scoring nation. No, that's you we've can, had you can we've say had that. a target man, but we've never used it as like that's a part of our tactic. It's also, more like a third or fourth option. Also, the weakness in the midfield. We really don't have that midfielder yeah. that's going to wow anybody with the with that run and that magic drop-off pass and that ball. I think we do, Coots. I think JVS Ooh. just doesn't pick them. I think, I think if you're putting Fortunis as a winger, that's a problem. When you have guys yes. like Belkas who are having great seasons, Mantelos has been injured, but Mantelos is more of a 10. Fortunis is more, more of a 10. Belkas is more of a 10. Galanopoulos when he's not injured. Uh, I mean, he's stuck with the Greek mentality of playing defensive midfielders. Like Adi said, we got sixes. We don't need that. We need one, maybe two. But if you're going to deploy two, put a guy in front that's going to make things happen. And we know, we know, we know, the world knows Bacasetas is not that guy. But he'll play there. He's going to play there. Like, of course, death, he's a captain. We just have to accept that. That's death the, taxes and Bacasetas at the ten. Exactly, he's the captain. There, he JVS is not going to do that. He yep. just doesn't have the balls to do it. I, I can't fault him for that at this point. You, I guess, what would it look like if you basically benched your captain and didn't play him ever again? What would that say? It would Unless like, he basically gives the armband to someone else. And how uh, often does that happen mid? Mid Semedo. like that. Semedo was captain, and then he got chucked, and now he's getting sold. The, the, so, yeah, well, the game well, I'm talking from a more national standpoint. I mean, if we want to talk the Greek yeah. league, that's I don't I don't take that as. So nuts. so if you if we had a healthy if we had a, a healthy ma uh, Mandalos Fortunis and Bacaseta, the order at the ten should be Fortunis Mandalos Bacasetas, correct? Belkas Bacasetas. Belkas Bacasetas. Even uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. I would put Bacasetas as more of a ball plane from the back because he's slow and he needs space. When you're putting him in a ten position, 
that's when uh, opposing teams, especially if they sit back or they don't sit back, that's where you get crowded and pressured the most because he's in. He's always over the the midway line. He's never really behind it. But the way he operates, he needs to sit in more of like a six position to be able to see, make the pass, or play from the back. He's the guy that you know the center backs would move to him and trust him to start initiating some stuff. The ten isn't really going to need that. The ten is kind of like a lost art. When I'm thinking 10, I'm thinking more of a progressive 10. Um, we're not talking a 10 like a Modric style who's going to take from the back and control the whole team because that we do not have for sure. I just I just want a, something as close to a Karagunis 10 as we can never come. That's what I want. And I, I want think a the potential like is there. That's the problem. Even guys like have. Alexandropoulos, Galanopoulos, those guys, but he just doesn't give them opportunities. We're just stuck. We saw a midget like Siopis come out, run rampant, and he did a lot more than Bacasetas has done since I've put in, seen him put on the Ethniki shirt. I'm sorry. I've yep. seen him put a couple PKs. Great. but And Siopis a six. He's as six as it gets. Yeah. And he looked more of like a 10 or even, let's say, an eight and in between than Bacasetas has looked his whole entire Ethniki career. There's no eights in this net in this Nasha except Alexandropoulos is like the only hope plus Galanopoulos if you can keep him healthy. That's yep. it. And they're and, young, but they've shown the signs, but they're not going to get that well, spotlight. Remember, ever. when JVS first took over this team after the after the, the fiasco, we'll call it, right? We looked fantastic. But what was that? What was that midfield double pivot? Galanopoulos with Zeka. Now Bacasetas was playing the 10 in those games, but we had wingers playing at the time. Limio especially was playing very well. And the movement was good. Everything was very positive. So everything looked good. The second the Nations League started, and Galanopoulos had that really bad injury, everything changed. We no longer had any kind of maestro able to distribute with vision out the back. We had, what, Zeka, we had Zeka, Kurbelis, Ojalaikis, and Bacasetas in the middle. Oh, that's like, right. The yeah. most static midfield Gross. you can ever deploy exactly no never gonna... no depth no stretching of the field no nothing nope. they're all gonna stay in the middle and nope. yep. clutter it and it just that's my problem all over i mean his it's just the selection it just doesn't make sense it never has it never has and he doesn't have vision that's the problem because doesn't have vision he sees the past 10 meters in front of him but he can't. He doesn't see the runs coming in. He doesn't play the through balls unless the defenders are thirty meters apart already. If you look at He's got every tunnel single, vision, exactly, it's major tunnel vision. Now, if you keep him further back, let him play as a six. I'm sure he can play the ball out. He's vocal, and if you have to keep him on the field for his vocality, fine. I'm okay with that. But play him in the back a little bit more because we've seen we've had coaches uh, tell us, show us who the ten is, and we'll tell you who the team is. We'll tell you how good that unit is. And that who that that person that's playing as your ten, that's the guy your offense is flowing through. And if he's not creative, you suck. And you're and we saw it in a Nations League against competition that was mediocre at best. That's what that lack of creativity gave us. And it's sad. I if we had Madalo starting or Fortuny starting or Belka since he's been at Fenerbahce starting, I guarantee that a, at least a couple of those games change with the, with that creativity. And their household name. It's not like we're asking for the youngsters or guys that don't have merit or anything. Like those guys from their youth have been selected. They've got merit. They've got everything. Outside of health, maybe for Belkas, like or Mantelos as of recent. I, that's my biggest gripe with JVS is his stubbornness and his selection. I have no other issues with him outside. I can see the mind rolling with friendlies whatever but he's stubborn and doesn't use it that's fine i can see what he's trying to deploy in greece as a whole to change how we play the game because greece is known for sitting back strong defensive organized composed and he's trying to change that and i appreciate that i get that but it's more like you're it's like two-faced because you're trying to improve the youth, you're trying to improve the system. But then when it comes to the national team, you don't play the youth, you don't adjust the system, make adjustments like you say you are. It, it's just it's it's annoying. It's it's irritating. It's more of someone not sticking to their word, and that just rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Is is there any chance? 
with the our two center backs? Does he give Mavropanos a chance in the two qualifiers? I don't think so. No. I, Mavropanos is start. hard to find a pairing for right now because he's new. He doesn't know what Mavropanos's game is either. Mavropanos is the guy at Stuttgart. They he's a great defender. He's a great man marker. He kind of initiates. He's almost in a sense like how Socrates was when he first started in the Bundesliga. Same style, that leader, that kind of go-to exactly. guy. But he's still young, trying to find his voice and his leadership in himself. But stylistically playing, he's not going to put him out there with a. Tzavelas or Papadopoulos because they do that same thing and they're just not going to mesh well. Kadzidiakos, I'd like to see him out there. I would pair him probably with him or maybe so Kadzidiakopoulos if he was back, but I think he's like third option right now for a center back. I don't see him getting any game time, really. And that's scary. That's really scary, by the way. Because in, in a normal system, guys, Tzavelas is a third or fourth choice center back, normally. All things I I agree, and the one thing I will always say about Salvelas, we can say anything we want about him. He's pulled his way up until now. He's been he's done what he's been asked to do. I'm not saying he's been amazing. I'm not saying he's terrible. They're like we know him to be. With mm-hmm. Ethniki, he he's done his job. I don't really yeah. put too much blame on him. That's it, fair. No, he's no, also fair. being asked, like you said, Adi. He's a macho guy, but he's small. And he's being asked to mark giants. Doesn't make any sense. No. When you've got guys like Mavropanos or Kiriakopoulos who have height and the body for it. Well, since K-Pap we're not has gonna, never been. He's never been not, a man marker. Ever. No. No. He's more he's of the aggressor and that's it. Treating Zavellas. Treating Zavellas as if he's Cannavaro when he plays. <laughs> That's what he he thinks that he can cover, and it drive it it drives me nuts. And and I like Zavellas because he's a steady player and he plays hard. He does play hard, you know. Always. This is the national team, you know. It's a different ball game. Completely different league. It's it, yeah. It's it's different animal. Different animal. And and that's the thing is Greece is known for their defenders that they produce and you guys can see like there's our defensive selections they're not horrible they're not great but they're decent enough based on what we've seen but there's probably five names that aren't on there that you could easily throw in there that's how deep we are with defense and I've always made this gripe about Greece they always produce defenders and all their offensive players have all the talent in the world and no brain it's just and not even really offensive players not even just wingers just offensive minded players in general and 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 we see that with guys like to see a guy like Zolis who has a great game but he's got the maturity in his play and he's got the IQ on the field and he's 19 and you guys you have guys like Kaziovani and Limnos and guys of old like other like Fetfadzidis and the Vlakodimos and even Mitroglu yeah he had a knack for goal and stuff but their their mindset for the game and attitude is non-existent and we just waste talent like that without putting development into them or just, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to do with it. Like Lim, uh, Zolis being our only winger that knows how to play on the wing in his position being, not even being young, probably our only competent winger on the squad, if I'm being honest. Like I can say, Ma- yeah, Masuras. maybe. Masuras, yeah, but I'm saying, okay, yeah, yeah. But really... I think Jolis and Masuras, there's still quite a big gap, but for speaking in general, Jolis and Masuras being our only competent wingers on the whole roster or even in in Greece, really, what other wingers do we have to pick? That's scary. That's really, really scary. It's it's scary, but you know what? 
I'll go to war with Jolis and Masuras as my wingers. I, I actually, Absolutely. I actually like Masuras. I like when he plays. He's got Who's going to be the guy man. in the middle of them? Who's uh, the guy in the middle, though? Well, before who, even the middle of them, put? puts, we saw how burnt out Zolis just got this past year because he played literally every match for Ethniki, for Bauk, everything. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll go to war with them, but again, that's scary. If, so we get to Ethniki game, he rolls his ankle, he gets injured, God forbid, like a Tsimikas or Yanulis, and Who's gonna who's gonna come out for him in place? Pray that Vrusai comes then, back to the form he had before his injury. Vrusai that, is a, the problem. We're we're putting a, a a gimp Fortunis on the wing who doesn't have that same step he used to pre knee injuries. We're deploying Pavlidis, who yeah he has played good and did play as a winger for the second half of the season, but. He's not naturally a winger. Nope. I was talking with Panathinaikos guys earlier. Campetsis, he grew up and developed as a winger, but his body has taken the shape of a striker. So there's not really anything else out there. We'll get into in between them, but that's I think that's been a problem for a really long time for the ethniki is not having wingers. Like Fethvadzidis was primed to be the the next Greek Messi or whatever. He had all the skill in the world, but again, that was only one guy, and he had the brain the size of a peanut. Like, well, that, there are some scary. other issues with him too, but <laughs> yeah, we can get into that. But I'm just saying, like, guys, we miss guys like Al Samaras who who one hit wonders. Like, what other wingers have Greece ever produced that? Not even needs to be a superstar, just a star. It's never happened. Alki, Adi, what what we do as fans, uh, Alki and Adi, is regardless of the age we are, we have that one team in our head that we remember that we fell in love with, whether it's on video or we saw them live. And the problem we have is we try to compare the current crop that we have with those guys. It's, it's the hardest thing to do. I remember watching Ferfadzidis in the games against Nigeria and Bolivia prior to the World Cup, and I said to myself, this guy's the difference maker, and he didn't play. So, yeah. you know, just to get back to him, that guy History has History repeats itself. <laughs> We've got guys that you know, could be game changers now and they man, don't play. It's just it's very frustrating because even me as go back as far as 1994 I remember them vividly, um, the 80 the 1980 midfield. If you look at the names that played in 1980, those are all world players. Now we look at our midfielders and we're like, what are we doing? We can't we can't push the ball 25 yards. Yeah, I mean. You go back and look at people. I, I grew up watching the 2004 Euro squad because that's I'm I'm 30 years old. I grew up. I was like a preteen, like, and I just was lucky enough to where I was at that age, involved in the sport enough to where I played it for a while, and I was at that age where I could understand more or less what was going on out there to an extent. And everyone bashes on it, even though everyone's copyrighted what exactly what Greece did then to win every Euro since then, almost. But if people actually watched, we didn't just sit back and stay organized and play a low block. We did when we were on the defense. But if you watched that 2004 Euro squad, we moved forward, like, with purpose. And we had the Karagunis and the uh, Zagorakis and the Haristeas and these guys that they didn't need to be world beaters, but they knew their purpose. They knew their job and they played with a mind out there. Alki, if we, if everybody in 2004 closed their eyes and all of a sudden we put Italian jerseys on the Greek national team and they played the way they played, nobody would have said a word. Nobody would have said a word. But it's just because it's Greece, it's, you know. 
Coots, we don't even have to play the theoretical game. England did it to get into the final. And it was tactical <laughs> masterclass. Portugal did joke. it years ago before Ronaldo got injured. They they made the final and won it with the least goal scored, what, in history of the tournament, right? Like, we can beat that team to dead horse, but my point behind that is you should know this, Coots, because you see it in every single sport, even football where it's a physical sport, basketball where it's fast-paced, soccer. I'd say 75% of the game is all up here. You can if, dictate the game with if you've got the right mind and the knowledge on how to make things work. Because you see guys age and they lose a step in their quickness, their speed. It's normal. Father time catches up. But they adapt and still dictate the game. We've got guys out there, and this isn't even to compare, like you said earlier, to the one team that sticks out. It's just blatantly seen it out there. It's like a really, it's it's like a blank canvas. There, very raw potential. The potential is there, but the most important piece of it all isn't. And if you don't have that, the next step is who's supposed to dictate that? That's your manager. That's your coach to help coach you to learn these things or to coach during the game. Do that, and that's I don't see that in JBS. Not just that he can't Men read the game mentally at all. That's his problem. Mentally, in every sport, like you said, Alki and Ari, you have to know, you have to think ahead two or three plays before, whether it's basketball or football and soccer. You have to know what's coming. It is all mental. It, you, if you're not strong mentally, you know, you're gonna, you can be the biggest talent in the world, but if you don't have it up there, you know, you just become an average player. You get blown into the abyss granted there's those cases where your body literally just can't keep up like Henri. we saw great mind great player but when he played even in mls he just deteriorated versus guys like you see like ibrahimovic or zidane who played well into their 30s and they're still able to do it, but they adapt their game ibrahimovic isn't that technical guy he's that man marker but he's got that voice and that mind for the game the karagunis we've seen played well into his 30s wouldn't be able to do it physically anymore but he still had the mind to be able to adapt and dictate the game we see guys like modric some of the best players in the world right now are well over 30 and that's what we consider like father time is going to start with them and i just i don't see that i don't see a single player on this greek national team that has anything remotely close to that Lots of talent. Fortunis, he's not the guy. I'm sorry. He could be one of Greece's biggest what-ifs or great talents that we've... But he's never been that leader type. Uh, but we don't have any other guys that have that leadership or the mind for it. We've got leadership to have a voice, but then you don't have it backed up with a good mind and knowing how to guide players on the field. We don't have a guide out there. And, and the two guys that did speak their mind that were leaders on the field, Manolas and Siovas, you know, they're they're not good enough to play on this team. <laughs> Makes you think it's always gonna be a what if. I, I just you, you you had to learn to accept it at this point. We can kick and scream as much as we want, but the writing's been in the wall. It's a shame, but at this point, you can't only rely on those guys either, okay? If if Because if situations like this happen or they get older and retire, you have to have a plan B or a backup. And that's always been the problem with Greece is there's always going to be these pockets of rebuilding for the nation and for the squad. Oh, the next generation, the next generation. I don't think we've had a solid enough generation since the 04 squad. Maybe like Samaras and Mitroglu when they were like had their one or two good runs, but it wasn't consistent enough to really say nothing's been of it built from that and we stayed steady, but I don't think there's a full generation that we can say, hey, we can rely on that. I'm super excited for the next generation. I see it with guys like Alexandropos and the Galanopoulos and stuff. But 
we've always said that about guys in the past and then they get to their mid twenties and where they're supposed to have been developed by then. And they're not, I see guys like Limnos and Giovanni's now it's they're disappointing. They haven't improved. They've just stayed where they are. And I see that with the current squad. Now I, I don't see any improvement too much. Is are we are we pooling in like that San, the Santos era as like the generation, the two thousand four generation of players? I know that some of them they were old and they continued on, but that 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 uh, reign crop of we'll guys say, Santos era that crop of guys they qualified for every tournament and we also made it to the next stages of Euros and World Cup. You know what I mean? Against countries like Costa Rica, playing against countries like Germany in in quarterfinals or in you know in in the knockout rounds afterwards. So that that is success right there. I mean, it's not okay. It's not winning the Euro Cup, but you know what I mean. Compared to now, it is. Well, it, but that's exactly my. That's me, that's the low we've hit right now. Is us this is qualifying is we would consider success and that's yeah. just sad yes yeah. uh, football has advanced there's lots more nations that have developed i get that um we shouldn't set such a bad precedence on it but from what we've had the last since i've been alive 30 years and even prior to that before i was born to throw a, a good almost what a third of a century away like that where we're just even the league, look at the league. We're struggling for points to get the coefficients up. We're struggling. Kutz, I know you say all the time, this isn't rock bottom, but not we yet. Fall, where, where, what do you consider rock bottom at this point? Uh, I'll tell you when it's rock bottom. When, when the one team that has done it the right way, which is Olympiacos, falters. Whether it's management changes, players aren't developed. When they're not playing for us in Europe, in the Champions League, or the Europa League, that will be rock bottom. When we only teams league in the conference, I'm sorry, that will be rock bottom. We're close. We're a couple of inches away. I was going to say we're right saving the grace corner, right now, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and as far as the, the FG rock team. bottom and for the national team we're worried about Kosovo think about that we're worried about Kosovo playing against them sad is that that's not rock bottom for you Kutz? that's rock bottom do, for me do it, the ethnic right now is rock bottom we haven't qualified for anything we didn't get out of our group in the nation's league it's rock bottom i don't care people can tell me till they're blue in the face we're undefeated five draws sorry when we had to wait for moldova to go down to 10 men to score against them that's a problem for me and this group this this group in nation's league was mediocre guys Come on. I get that Slovenia has Jan Oblak, but goalkeepers, goalkeepers, there's 11 guys on the field. I've seen the best goalkeepers in the world taken down by Spain. That was teams. more, that's more reactionary, Adi, if you're looking at the bigger picture. Like, I, I, I was, I was hopeful even up until then. I'd say, okay, this is getting bad, but I'm not out yet. But looking at it from a distance now as a whole thing, mm. it's, it's it's pretty close to rock bottom for me. It's a it's real low. It's a real low for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know if I would know what rock bottom is honestly. I don't know well, how you how, would get worse you than get this, worse? but how maybe maybe it is, and I'm just the... not really accepting it. But I guess because I I like to see the positive in everything in life. I try to always look at the positives <laughs> out of everything. That's just me, and my wife hates me for it, but. I can see the potential there. I just think the master puppet stringing it all together isn't there. And I guess my my worry is how far gone do we get before it's too late? When for the ethnic E, at least for me, I mean, we, maybe the rankings is one thing. We can go lower in the rankings in that respect. But for me, it's 
if you're not qualifying for major tournaments, there is nothing worse because like qualifying for the tournament is it. If you don't qualify, like you can't get worse. If you're not qualifying, it's not like you can unqualify further. There's nothing compared to what we've had in the past. It's not like we're a tiny country where it's like, you know, we've got this one crop of players once in exactly. a blue moon. And then, hey, if we don't qualify and it's our golden generation. Yeah. But for a country like in a nation like the ethnic key in Greece, uh, it's not acceptable. It, it, it's no, it's not. Um, no. I don't know. I guess let's go. Let's no. get back to the selections, though, and, and finish off the where were we at? And then we can really Maybe. dive into like the deep part of it but are you guys satisfied with the selections for the midfield it looks i think that's the one i'm i don't know if i've looked at it deep enough to see who else you would go with but i think out of the three selections not including goalkeepers that's the one i'm most worried about Gucci, go ahead man what if what if he's what if he's what if he's very impressed with Alexandropoulos? What if he surprises us? And in the in the qualifier against Kosovo, Alexandropoulos is one of the midfielders. You know, that's what I'm that's what I'm banking on. When I see it. I hope. You know, I hope. <laughs> that's what I that's what will give us it'll give us the fist pump. We'll be we'll say Holy cow! He's given him a start. He's given him a chance uh, because he can do things with the ball. He's in a, he attacks. Um, seems like a great kid. Hustles. Um, you know, I don't I don't like to fault the coaches uh, until I see what they put on the pitch. Um, if it's going to be the same old story where we we have trouble moving the ball up 10, 15, 20 yards, then we're going to come back in hindsight, you know, Monday night quarterback and say. Monday morning quarterback can say we didn't pick the right midfielders or he didn't make the right selections. Um, he's got youth. He's got youth and talent. He did take Galanopoulos, Alexandropoulos. He took the kid who plays in Poland, uh, Papa Nicolau, I think his name is. A 22-year-old kid. <laughs> you know, but a, a young, but, strong. Okay, so so those those two or three guys, but then you look at everyone else and they're all sixes. They're all defensive midfielders. It's there's no cohesiveness there. There's no balance. The pendulum is like we're here with DMs and we're way up here with two or three really young, inexperienced guys. That's a lot of pressure he's putting on those guys, A. And B, this goes back to like Zeka. Siopis I'm not too mad at, but like, again, he's a six. Zeka, Bujalakis, Bacasetas, Mantalos, if he stays healthy or if he even plays. And where he's going to be deployed, he is showing selected as a midfielder, but we've seen him be deployed as a winger, as a false nine. How often have we seen him really in the midfield for Ethniki? I'm scared because that's the that's the heart of, like you said, not even just the ten quotes. If it's the collective midfield at that day, at the end of the day, if we don't have a true guy, it's the collectiveness there and. What's showing for selection is really worrying me because if nothing's there, we're not going to get forward and we're going to struggle getting back because we know Bacasetas is going to hover around between the two circles on the opposing team side. He might come back on defense rarely, but that's already one man down. Bukhalakis, if he wants him to go up to use his size for a header, great. Otherwise, he's going to sit back and try to dictate going forward. I I'm worried. I don't see yeah. him picking one of the young guys because then Zeka, another guy in merit. So we're probably going to have a Bacasetas, a Zeka, and a, a Bukhalakis midfield. That's probably what's going to happen. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's exactly what we're going to see only because uh I th I think he's going to go with Galanopoulos because that was his Galanopoulos is his first choice. Like if we first we need to separate like in the midfield our deeper mids from our we'll say our attacking mids, right? So with the deeper mids it's Galanopoulos, 
Zeka, Alexandropoulos, Papa Nicolaou, Pujalakis, and Siopis. So that's what did I just count? Is that seven? That's seven deep mids we have, two of which are not sixes. So to be fair, to be fair, what other eight exists that's Greek? I'm not Sur- saving Sulis, right? But he's just he ha- he's barely played competitive matches. He had a nice preseason for Libyakos, but he hasn't really played any competitive matches. I hope in the future, maybe, but what else do we have? We we don't we unfortunately we don't have another creative mid. Now for the tens, we're we're on we're screwed because we got unfortunately hit with that injury bug. Fortunis is hurt. Uh, Belkas is, uh, I believe, still recovering from an injury as well, which just leaves us with Madalos or uh, Pavlidis if you're playing him behind the striker, and Bacasetas. It's a shitty position to be in. But I, re- I think he's going to do Zeka and Galanopoulos, uh, mainly because Galanopoulos has been playing more and more now that he's been healthy. He's been playing more and more for the Ethniki. Uh, I've always appreciated Zeka for the work rate that he has. He is a workhorse. Uh, not that, that that's much different because Siopis is a workhorse too. The I have but a he can control problem. the midfield. He can he can, he can he like can. he said his workhorse. But he he's the, he's that calmness where you never really worry when Zeka's out there. Some things are going sour. He's that guy, like you said, workhorse. But he'll collect the ball. He'll start moving things right. he's the guy that'll always keep that he's got that steady hand no matter what um but he's a left-footed you, guy you Bacasetas have... is a left-footed guy and if he yeah. goes with Pujalakis that's three left-footed guys in the middle even that's if you true. don't throw Galano, if you throw Galanopoulos in there still two left-footed guys that are very immobile Kazeka, yes he's a workhorse but he doesn't have the same pace he once had so he can't recover he can't be that box-to-box guy that he once was and that we think he is if 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 he if the the shocking thing would be if he goes with Galanopoulos and Alexandropoulos with Zeka that would be the shocking thing if he goes with a young midfield but then where does that leave basically He's gonna like put, I said, this you know has to be ahead. in there, man. He's got to be there. <laughs> he's got to be. He's there. not going to play four mids and then play like a two striker. Yeah, he's never done. He a four should, but he's not going yeah. to. It's, it's going to be four That's three three. That, you just, four, I think two, he, should play, he should. He should be. He should be playing with two strikers. That's what he should be doing. Especially if he we should be playing us. a four four two. Four four two is the ideal lineup for the talent that did that this ethnic he has. My opinion, four four two, he should be playing. Because then at least we'll have people in the midfield would be able to do something, you know. Four four have- two or three five two if you want to get the overlapping wingbacks, just something. But that dual striker formation, especially if you're gonna bring guys like Pavlidis or Funtas who get into good space and play well off like the shoulder, they're not good as a lone striker. They're not your classic nine. Uh basically his strikers actually outside of Duvikas, we don't have a true nine out there actually. Now that I'm looking, do we? No. Have you? Do you guys have the list up? So I, I've got attackers: yeah. Zolis, Limnos, Funtas, Masuras, Duvikas, and Pavlidis. Uh, some would argue Funtas is a is a ten, but he's also a better hold up player. But yeah, no, like uh, like a yeah, but he's small. Nine. He's not like a nine where you're going to target no. him. Yeah, like, like what, he, to what we play to. Exactly. No, you're you're right. There isn't a traditional one there. But remember, uh, the the four four two, the four four two are playing like big man, little man, right? Let, we'll say that we we did that one time with the ethnic key against Cyprus, and it did look pretty good. Uh, I know it's been quite some time. Uh, that was back in November of last year, or, or it was the friendlies in between the the Nations League. And the we ran the four four two. We had it was at halftime when we switched the four four two, and we had Yakumakis and Belkas playing off of each other. And we looked mm-hmm. great in that second yep. half. It was fun to watch. And our midfield pivot was Bukalakis and Gurbelis, like the 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 worst strain on your eyes that you could ever have. It's like the biggest eyesore seeing those two put together. 
and it worked out pretty well. But that's because you had you had uh, Belgas, a very creative, very energetic player, especially when he was playing then, playing off of your big man, your nine, Yakumakis, and it was very successful. That's not something I'm going to see us do here because we don't have the personnel for it. But I, I think I, I always was a big fan of that 4-1-4-1 we played against Austria. I kind of wanted to see that again with two attacking mids. I don't mind that either. I My biggest gripe is playing the two sixes or whatever you want to call them, two defensive mids, which is classic because really you're playing three because of how immobile Bacasetas is. Yeah. And it just puts our midfield just in the mud, really. Um, yeah. I don't know. And looking at the attacker selection, I'm actually a little worried. Or, it looks a little thinner than I would like because he's overloaded on the defense in the mid. Like it's yeah, Duvikas is going to be held to a really. Why hasn't Yakumaki's been picked? You guys think? Well, he's suspended. Don't forget, he has accumulated yellow cards, so he's going to be suspended for one game. I still would have picked him. I get that he's suspended for one game, and then you miss you miss out on having him, and it takes a spot away from I. But I still would have picked him, especially uh, for for the Sweden game. If I if my understanding of of when he has to serve his suspension is. Because that Sweden game, we have to take a point from. We have to. Like both of these games, like Kosovo, forget if he doesn't beat Kosovo, that's it. It's I mean, the writing's on draw, the wall. Boys. It's going to be it's, another draw and just add to his undefeated record. But even that is unacceptable. We need a win from Kosovo. We draw, we win against Kosovo. Then look, we're, the position that we're in is okay. All right. We're close to Sweden. Then at least if we draw against Sweden, we're maintaining the status quo. We're only a game behind. The problem is we can't afford to, we can't afford to draw or lose. We can't afford to not beat Kosovo. We have to win. We have to beat Kosovo because we're already put behind from the last international break. We're already. I wouldn't take anything under three wins. Maybe I'd give it one draw at most, but that's anything less than that is unacceptable to me. You mean for the next, uh, for the the coming, next three, four games? He has to make a statement. It's here and it's now or never. Here's, here's here's, Here's what happens if you tie. I won't even say lose to Kosovo, but here's what happens when you tie against Kosovo. <laughs> you got to beat Sweden or you're, or you're absolutely will hit rock bottom at the end of this tournament. So the Kosovo yeah. game is the, is the pivotal game. You have to – I think we've officially lost Kutz to his connection. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> Kutz, we, we didn't hear a word you, hear you just said because your connection. Now we can. Try one more time. The Kosovo game is exactly the key game. If in fact, can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Can you guys hear me? Perfect. If you lose the Kosovo game, there is the rock bottom that I was talking about. Because then, then Sweden turns around and becomes a must-win. You know, yeah. if you beat Kosovo and then tie Sweden, knowing that doesn't move the needle too much for me. It keeps you in like a fighting position, but it's still an uphill, <laughs> like an uphill fighting position. That's the problem. Like it's, we need a statement game against listen, Sweden. We're, like we're, we got against Spain, though. Like Spain, the draw I'll take, but like for Sweden, I. While they're very good and been successful as of late, and they've got a good balance in that squad, from our standpoint and for JVS, that's more of a statement game for me. Because I, I, for me, Kosovo should be a second thought to me. Like I'm not thinking about that game. No disrespect to them or the the nation. That should be a must win, regardless. I won't take a draw. If we draw, it's done for me. Sweden should be almost in a sense a must win as well. Uh, depending on the game against Switzerland, I get it's a friendly, but even then, like these should be, you should be aiming for three wins here. If anything, maybe a draw against Sweden. But even then, for me, you got to take it to Sweden because if you win, that's a statement game right there. No, you're, win, you're I'll, right. I'll, I'll, to, 
Go ahead, Kutz. You wouldn't take four points, three against Kosovo, one against Sweden right now. If I if I put a gun to your head, you would would you take the four points right now? Yeah, I take the if we're talking about just those two games, sure. Yes, yes. Well, those four points are helpful if Sweden loses to Spain. Because remember, the way the table is right now, Spain has seven points, Sweden has six, we have two. We have two points. So Sweden and Spain are going to square off before we play against Kosovo. And if Sweden wins, those four points do us nothing because then it still puts us a whole game behind. We already didn't look good against Georgia once, then we have to play Spain again. So that it's a real uphill battle. Like we're right now, we're we're really hoping that Spain batters Sweden. They need to batter Sweden. We have to win Kosovo to take advantage of that. And then we still have to, at, at the very least, not concede points to Sweden. This, and, that's the scenario. And, and that's with. why I'm saying Sweden to, I'll take the draw, but realistically, it should be a win as well. Because right. then you don't have as big of an uphill battle at that point. You beat Sweden. What I, At that point, it, it doesn't matter as much what happens between Spain and Sweden, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Take control well, while you can right now. Strike early because we've seen right. those smaller nations take advantage from the get-go to make it difficult later on. Like, Look at how Hungary did in this most recent Euro Cup and all these smaller nations taking advantage when you can, while you can, kind of being the surprise to make it more, put the pressure on those guys because we also saw it. Hungary was in that group of death. They didn't make it through, but they gave them a run for their money. And then what happened the next round? All of those teams vanished because they had to really, they were applied pressure later on in that same group. And then the following group, they were either tired or had to play against even bigger boys or competition of their level, and they lost. And Greece needs to take that same mentality going in. You have to beat Kosovo no matter what. But I think, because that's uh, from a point, from point standpoint, Sweden should be a must win as well. That's that's why I say I give me six points. Of course, everyone says give me six points over four all day, but I think that should be really the necessity at this point. Especially if Sweden wins, then you have to. Then we have to beat Sweden because Sweden will be seven points up if they get the win. We're going to have to beat Kosovo, and then we have to beat Sweden just so we can maintain a point behind them. And that doesn't make our life easier because then in October – when the international break comes in October, then we're playing against Georgia. Then we're playing against Sweden again. So you have to get those first two wins just to keep us in fighting position for the October games. Otherwise, if we if we lose against Sweden, for example, or if they win, we draw against Kosovo. Then draw Sweden. It's pretty that, much, yeah, we it's, take two draws, two out of the. Oh, points. forget it. That's Oof. done. You're done. Batata. In, in retrospect, it may look good for JVS because we played well against strong teams, but that doesn't do us anything right now. We're in this predicament yeah. because of draws is what we've played for, and that's where the disappointment is. They don't play to win. They just play to the bare minimum just to do just enough. So, so having... So, so having said all this about the ties and the wins, where on earth are our goals going to come from? Who's going to score? I don't know. That's why I said the attacking isn't looking. I like the thoughts of, you know, we've got Duvikas and Pavlidis and Zolis and, and Funtas even. I know, Kutz, you're not a fan of his, but it's there. It's who's going to complement them that's not there. We've seen Yakumakis there. He's a 25-goal-a-season off his wonder season he just had, and he either wasn't used or he did jack shit for Ethniki when he was out there just because he was deployed incorrectly. I, I agree. I think he was played a lot of times out of position. Um, as far as him not selecting him, I'm okay with it because, as Adi mentioned, uh, the suspension. But also, he hasn't played. I mean, what kind of form can he be in? Maybe if you would have taken him for the 
Sweden game to play maybe 18 to 25 minutes at the end of the game. If it's a tie game and he wants a goal or if we're down a goal, possibly. Um, I didn't have a big complaint with him not being on this uh, on this team right well, now. Well, because our attackers, we have over there. Like I said, not only do we not have a true net, but we don't have any size. Like Pavlidis, is a, he's got some height, but he's not like a physical guy. Duvikas is still young. He's not a physical guy. And I think Duvikas is more of like a... It's a hybrid. Yeah, he's kind of like a poacher, kind of a target man, kind of a... He, he's not mobile too much, but he's not bad. He doesn't have too good of footwork, but he's not terrible. He's not really athletic, but he's not not athletic. He's like you said, he's kind of just in a gray area right now. He gets things done. I don't know how that'll translate to this type of competition, but and if he even plays, I don't know. It, it's it's Limnos, Zolis, Funtas. They're all guys are what like under five eight. They're very small, very small. I'm hoping this means JVS is going to go with like a four front attacking, like two wingers, two strikers. It would only make sense. But if he goes with like a Funtas out there or Pavlidis in no man's land. Especially versus Kosovo, he has to go with. He has to because they're a fast team. Alki, and they play on the counter. What you just said, Alki, they won't be, Kosovo won't be able to handle four attacking players, two good attacking wingers. Uh, I don't think they'll be able to handle that with us. We'll be able to put pressure on them. Um, then he's got to switch. Let's say we win that game. Then he's got to go to a different lineup against Sweden, basically. different. Yeah, because Sweden is a big team. But then again, you can also go fast and just catch him out of position. You play in between the lines. But otherwise, yeah, Sweden's a very physical team as well. And, and they've got good balance throughout their squad. Uh I'm worried, boys. On that note, I do have to go, boys. You guys can continue. It was a pleasure talking with you, Kutz. Adi, always great talking with you as well. And we'll have to do this again. Absolutely. I'm hopeful, but we'll have to catch up uh, after the first match and see where our thoughts are at. <laughs> listen, oh, listen. The the main thing is we're all Greek and we fight till the end. It's Absolutely. not. It's not the. It's not the depths yet. It's close. But it's not there yet. That's the only real mentality we have right yeah, now. That's <laughs> it, it doesn't get any worse, is basically what you're saying. Listen, We're with our backs on the wall right now. I All right, wanna, boys. I want to thank the two of you guys. Uh have a great night. Alki and Adi. God bless you guys. I'll see you, you soon. Okay? All, All right, bye. take care. Later, it was good guys. talking to you guys.